Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Hello, hello. Okay, I'm back after a week off. I said, what did I say? Did I say I was going to make this a bi-weekly podcast? I don't think so. I don't think that that's the way that it's going to go. But hello. Uh, I'm excited to have you guys back for another episode as I'm going to talk about some stuff today that I think is important and useful and relevant And it's really about you and your acceptance to where you are and understanding this idea that you have, in fact, arrived at the place that you are supposed to be. This is the part where people are like, fuck off. But it's actually not, uh, it's not a lie. You are, you have arrived at exactly the place that you need to be. I know that that's a strange thing to say. I'll tell you a little bit of a story. I love telling stories. One of my leanest years in beginning of my business, there were times that I didn't know how I was going to eat, how I was going to pay the bills. And that is a necessary part of growth. And I was challenged in that time to remain with the keen awareness that I was doing everything right, that I was getting accelerating returns, that things were continuing to improve for me, and that my business was growing and excelling. Now that that's hard <laughs> when you're having trouble paying your bills but I also live in Manhattan and there's a lot of factors that that contribute to that you know I was following one of the the um more successful entrepreneurs that I follow Simone Soul wrote an email I think it was uh, if not this year then at the end of last year about the length of time it took her just to have a four-figure month And when you hear somebody that's like a a bazillionaire say something like that, it puts into perspective for you that things take a wallop of time. And it's so difficult for us to sometimes acknowledge that where we are is where we're supposed to be, that the step that we are on is a necessary step, that we are not failing, that we actually are succeeding. That where we are in this moment is the most important place and we have arrived to that place. And that there is nowhere else that we should be other than 
other than here. Because if we do not complete the step that we are currently on, we will not be able to expand. So this is something that I want to kind of talk about today on the podcast and about how we have these unrealistic expectations over what things are supposed to look like. And I'm going to tell a couple of stories because that's what I do. And one of the stories I'm going to tell you is about one of my members in day one. And she is currently in uh, a new exercise routine, um, one that she's been at for quite a while now. And this is really one of the first times that she's stuck with an exercise routine. And she is now going to be training for a half marathon. She's running it around the time that I'm going to be running the Chicago Marathon this upcoming fall. And we were just having a chat and I sent her an email with some tips and I told her that your cardiovascular system when you start running takes off almost immediately like you start running and within a couple of runs you're going to notice a cardiovascular change however your musculoskeletal system takes forever and a fucking day and 16 years to adapt to what you want to do so that's why time on your feet at a conversational slow pace is the way to improve as a runner and most people when they begin running start to judge themselves by the fact that it feels hard and they are slow and how could running slowly possibly improve their running performance like how could running slowly lead to us racing faster Yet, the answer is because most cellular adaptation happens at a conversational pace. So your goal is for your body to become efficient at circulating oxygen. Oxygen is the, like, that's important, all right? And our, as we improve our running economy, our muscle cells modify. They increase in number and size. And our mon- mitochondrial density improves. The capillaries in our blood vessels become more active. And they distribute blood, which means more oxygen, which means the muscles fire more efficiently. The more you run, the more your body gets proficient at getting oxygen to the cells. We need the oxygen. The more oxygen, the less hard it's going to feel. And you get better at that. The body gets more efficient with the oxygen. The more you run and the more you run slowly. And these changes do not happen overnight. They take months or even years for that adaptation to occur. And when I was a newer runner, I sure as fuck did not think that I should be running at a slow conversation pace most of the time. I thought that I needed to be improving like every time. Like every time I went out, I should be running faster than the time before. But, but really what I was doing effectively was I was then racing all the time. So my body was always in this state of recovery. Like it, it wasn't, I wasn't getting use out of those workouts as the, I would have had I just run slowly. And so that's a big mindset shift. And I think a lot of the times we don't really understand that where we are is exactly where we're supposed to be. There is so much adaptation that happens in our bodies, in our minds, and those things are so incredibly slow. And we're so quick to judge and pass off failure stories and be like, no, I'm a big failure. I suck at this. This is not good. I don't know how, you know, all that other shit. And it's not, it's not real. I, it took me three years, three hot summers of heat training for my body to be able to sweat. That is, is real. Now, 
now when I was getting certified as a running coach, I learned that it takes five to ten runs of an hour or more to acclimatize to heat. I'm sure that that's real for somebody, but for somebody that never sweat, and and like I really did not uh, sweat efficiently. I used to wonder how people that went to the gym would have these piles of sweat dripping off their bodies. I used to wonder, how the hell does that happen? For someone like me who did not sweat, who did not sweat efficiently, who did not exercise throughout her life, who was a couch potato, I would just turn red rather than sweating. I, it took, it, it took almost three years of me to be able to go outside into the heat and have sweat come out of my pores. And then after three years, then I started to understand why people would, would take salt. Because I was like, why the fuck would anybody ever take salt? The point of this whole thing, and I want you to think about this in terms of like a collegiate, like a university. Um, one of my day one members, the one that I was actually just talking about, she and I talk about this a lot in terms of college, is that you cannot get to 401 material before taking your 101 courses. There are foundational principles that you have to start with, with everything that you want to do. Like you got to start with freshman foundations. One of the earliest steps for building GTFO was learning what Stripe was. (laughs) Like learning how to, I mean, it wasn't just about learning how to coach and getting the practice and the muscle memory of coaching, but it was every other aspect of business. And your brain doesn't have the capacity to hold everything. It takes months or years for your brain to gain that sort of capacity, but nothing is ever lost. And it's the same as your body and the, the acclimata- uh, acclimatization of the body when you're running. And had I not been a distance runner, I would have never been been in acceptance about this. I would just think that everything should happen overnight and it just can't. So I will give another example, another story. This past weekend, I was visiting Martin and we went to his friend's house in Chicago. And I had done... A long run by the lakefront, which was really nice. And then I ended at her place, and they play a game called cribbage. And Martin's been playing about 20 years, and he and his friend have been playing for many years. And they taught me how to play, and they taught me the rules of the game. And there are many rules to the game. It takes like 10 to 15 minutes just to explain the game. So that's uh, the first thing. It takes a while to explain the game. But as we were playing the game, I seemed to not be doing as well as them. Even though I understood all the rules and all the rules were explained to me. And I was getting by, you know, like I had a, like I'd get my cards and I'd select which ones were the best cards to hang on to based on the rules of the game. And I was doing okay, but I wasn't doing exceptionally well. And I made this comment I think this deck is stacked against me. And uh, Martin said that his friend used to say the same thing when he taught her how to play. And it wasn't because the deck was stacked against me. But rather it was because all I understood were the basic rules of the game. And there were so many that my brain, my brain could not absorb any more information about that game. Like you ever just be like studying something and you just can't hold any in, any more information. Like just no more will go in no matter how much people tell you. It just will not absorb 
that's a, an interesting thing to kind of notice about yourself because I know when I'm at that point and sometimes people just want to push you more like, no, you need to absorb more. And I'm like, I can't, like I'm, I, I can't take anymore. This is actually pretty good awareness for me as a leader as I'm starting to get better at understanding when <laughs> day one's tapped out, like they can't handle anymore. We got to go, we got to have a couple of weeks of integration because it's a lot, like there's a lot to absorb and I want us to take our time but I also want us to learn a lot and so sometimes I get ahead of myself and so it's noticing when people are at capacity I know my own capacity and I was at capacity with that game and I understood all the rules but there are some things that their brains were doing that my brain was not capable of doing and what their brains were doing is okay we've got the basic rules of the game down now we can kind of infer what cards the other person has based on how they are playing them and we can look around the the table and we can see the strategies that the other people are using to win and how they function and there was so much more information that they were taking in that I was not able to take in because I was at capacity. Kind of like when you're at capacity for that run and your muscles, they're tired and they are not going to adapt until you rest because fitness adaptation happens during rest. So no, you can't push your muscles to exhaustion and become a marathon runner overnight. They need time to relax, time to adapt, time for more stuff to you know for for their for the running economy to improve the the ability for your body just like me in the heat and the heat training for your body to recognize oh fuck it's hot let's turn on the sweat let's do that thing these are this is why we have to start with 101 and freshman foundation level material we're not going to run out into the world and start some crazy project. And you're not going to just show up in the world. Let's just use my profession, for example. You're not going to show up in the world, say, I'm a coach and be a fucking millionaire. Like, it's just not going to happen. I mean, I remember my first six months in business, people were like, how many clients do you have? And I'm like, uh, 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 like how many people know I exist? I'm like, what the fuck do you think? And it's such a weird thing because in Western society, you're taught like if you're not doing phenomenal, you're failing. And it's like, no, every single person started from nothing. Every single person built their way up. It's sorry if some people can't admit that it was that way for them. Or sorry if the norm is you first have to be a bajillionaire to be able to admit that it's that way for you. But I'm just not like that. Like I'm okay with where I'm at at the time that I'm at it. And I don't think I would have been okay with that had I not been a member of the running community because in the running community every single solitary step you take is celebrated it does not matter we celebrate the back of the pack often more times than we celebrate the elites because those people are the most motivational motherfucking people in that race the last runner that crosses the finish line of a marathon like I'm getting emotional thinking about it like can you like it, it's I, I mean it, it's just I, I can't even I don't even have words and you think about the 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 drive that it takes to get a person to do that and we celebrate that like we celebrate every moment and that is really what I, my work is about my my work is about present moment awareness and understanding that if you're in 101 that's okay you're still winning when you're in 101 if you're in 101 level and that's all you can grasp right now and that's all that you're that's the only place that you're at with your body mind soul spirit whatever the fuck you're trying to do that's where you're at that's okay 
Like 101 is necessary to get to 201, to get to 301, to get to 401. You can't do any of that shit. And then you got 801, 901, whatever the hell the graduate level, I forgot what they are. Um, but you need to pass those parts or you won't be able to handle. Like if I did not have every step on the road from A to B like there are a lot of things that I just couldn't do I was thinking about this as I was setting up a landing page for day one which by the way uh, dayoneexperience.org is how you can subscribe to get some updates about that but so I got this domain dayoneexperience.org and I wanted to host my ConvertKit landing page on this domain and I normally will host things on subdomains of Get the Fuck Off. So, for example, breakfree.getthefuckoff.com. Breakfree is a subdomain that I have set up in the DNS records of my website. You guys, like if you're going to get my emails, you'll go to breakfree.getthefuckoff.com. You'll put in your email address. You'll put in your name. You'll start getting my emails. You see, when, when you get an email, you see an email. I see a day of my life <laughs> that I spent figuring out even what a DNS record was. I spent like, uh, I can't even tell you how many hours on the phone trying to understand how to add these records and it ended up being simple as all hell. And then when I went to host this new domain, this landing page, this new domain, I it was another four hours of my life and of course I learned this previous stuff back in 2021 but when I went to do this I had never purchased a domain specifically for a landing page before so I purchased this domain but then I couldn't seem to link the landing page to it and I didn't know why and it turns out it's because it had a DNS record that made it a parked domain and I had to remove that record but that was hours of learning and it's like every and these are just examples of tiny things that I've had to do in my business that have taken hours of my life for something seemingly insignificant so everything that you see from me is hours and hours and hours and hours of my life like people don't just show up in the world like oh my god I've got this great business it's like no it's fucking hours of your life and I wish people were more honest about that like I wish they were more honest about the fact like no I don't just show up and run a marathon I run every day of my life and it's not miserable this is the thing it's not miserable because when you honor where you are and you're okay with the fact that you're in 101 or you're in like, I'm, I'm not an experienced marathoner, but I would still say like in terms of running, I'm still only in like 301. Like there are things that I could do. I could be more aggressive with my training. This week's training has been abysmal. If I break 20 miles, I will be lucky. I, I used to be a solid 50, 60, 65 mile per week runner. And that has not been the case this year. A lot of it has been work. A lot of it, I don't even know. I could make excuses. That's all they are. Um, but that's what it is. I mean, it's a show up daily. It's a show up when you don't want to. But it's it's not miserable. It's not miserable when you know that where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. It's okay to be where you are. And it's okay. And sometimes you have to start with just basic 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 like I do have a more advanced mindset in my running in that sometimes I'll set out to run 16 miles and I'll get to mile 13 and I'll be like oh I really want to stop and then I'll be able to have the conversation with myself will you be satisfied with yourself if you stop now and then if the answer is yes then I'll stop and if the answer is no then I won't 
But there was a time when like putting on the shoes was the hurdle. <laughs> like, and that was when I was in freshman foundations. And that was okay. That was a necessary part. But if you don't go through the putting on the shoes hurdle, which, I mean, some days that's still a hurdle. I'm not lying. I mean, like, some days that's the thing. You don't go through that hurdle. You don't get to progress to the level where you're questioning whether you should stop at 13, 14, or 18, you know, or 20, or whatever the, whatever the fuck you feel. Or if you should do five 20, 20s preparing for your marathon instead of six. You don't, get, you don't get there without going through freshman foundations. You don't get there without going through, oh, God, I can only run for 15 minutes before I have to take a walk break. Because your body has so many processes happening at the cellular level that you are simply not aware of. And a lot of times we just get in this hateful, judgmental mind about ourselves as fucking, just fucking bullshit. And that's not the day one mindset. And the day one mindset is like we are where we're at. We, we build from today. We don't build from a dream of what we want it to be 15 years from now. We build from this day, from this moment. And that is one of the most powerful things that I hope that many of you will learn um, throughout your time. Because, you know, some of this stuff is just so, so powerful. I mean, so there's a couple of ways in uh, the day one experience that we view day one. And I want to talk about that because day one is opening on April 1st. So this is going to be the last cohort that I do of the day one experience until at least after my marathon in the fall. I'm taking the summer off. I have, well, actually, I've taken a couple of weeks off to do my marketing, which has been awesome. Uh, learn from your mistakes. Um my mistake being not taking time off for 30-something weeks. <laughs> but there's a couple of ways that we view day one. And so they are motivation. Day one applied to motivation. Day one applied to self-regulation and personal capacity. Day one applied to identity. Day one applied to getting activated. And day one applied to being here now. So, so powerful. So the first motivation is that every day is the first day and the day of highest motivation. Well, think of like a diet. What's the most motivational? I'm not deleting that. What's the most motivational day of a diet? Day one. What's the second most, the least motivation day of a diet? Day two, right? Like day two is a defeatist day. Um, there was a thing when I was becoming a running coach. The guy asked, what's the biggest challenge for a beginner runner on day one? Get him to come back on day two. So motivation. The first day is the day of the highest motivation. So that is something that you'll learn in the day one experience. But the second piece is paradoxical to that, which is your self-regulation and personal capacity, which means that every day you can exercise your highest motivation in relation to your personal capacity. I love telling stories, so I have another one. Uh, I told you that I was visiting Martin in Indiana and um, had some, uh, spent some time in Chicago. I ended up having a very exhausting drive home. I uh, had some upsets the morning that I was driving home. It really was shitty. I was crying for seven hours across Interstate 80 and didn't eat, really depleted, all that shit. The following day, um, I was still in Pennsylvania because I was taking a bus home that night and back to New York. 
and had a meeting in the morning, lots of work to do. I went out to go running. I ran less than two miles and I was exhausted, exhausted beyond, beyond exhaustion. And I was running like a 1030 minute mile pace, which for me is incredibly slow. It's slower than I used to run when I was 189 pounds and smoked a pack a day. That's how slow that was for me. And I noticed that my heart rate I felt like shit. My heart rate was like 175 beats per minute, which is unheard of for a pace that slow. And I was like, oh my God, I'm at capacity. So for me, my personal capacity of that day was reached. Now in the past, for example, I would have told failure stories about myself. I would have said, no, I'm a big failure. This is awful. I suck. I, how dare I, like, I need to lose weight. There needs to be something, like, I would start saying a bunch of nonsense. Like, you've lost all your fitness. Your fitness is dead. Uh, you are a, a poor excuse for an athlete. All this crap. No, just at capacity, just human, just tired, uh, probably undernourished, maybe fighting a virus. Who the hell knows? Uh, maybe we're going to go home and rest. And that's it. That's it. And so that's day one applied to personal capacity. And there are three like other areas that I that we talk about. Identity is a big one. Um, seeing you as you are today. And then the other two are deeper, which are kind of more deeper for this podcast. But I would love it if you joined us. If you identify as a woman, this is an experience that you don't want to miss. Because I will not be reopening this for I don't know how long. Um. What are you going to learn? You're going to learn how to get yourself into motion after years of paralysis or stagnancy. You're going to learn how your brain's operating system works. Most of us do not understand. We don't have an owner's manual for the thing in the in our brains and how that works. So I have actually created a course that teaches you how it works. And the courses within the uh, online community on Circle. And then also many of my founding members and some of my returning members are coming back. And they are going to be in the community to help teach you as well. Because they're doing the same work. But they've grasped those concepts deeply. Uh, you're going to learn the balance of how to know when to push and when to cut yourself some slack. We were talking about personal capacity. How to create a magical life with your words and thoughts. I don't know if you know how important your words and thoughts are to your transformation. You're going to learn the why behind all of these personal development concepts. Like if some asshole ever told you to meditate or journal, do you know why? Do you know why? Because otherwise the go fuck yourself is the thing that people go to. Like people do not want to be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll meditate. It's go, it's go fuck yourself until you have the reason why. And I have the reasons why. When I was working for Bubba Gum, our training, explain, explain the why. Like that was such a big thing because they realized they had an excellent training program and they realized people are not going to do what you say unless you tell them why. So I'm not going to ask you to do things that are, even though they're good for you, I'm not going to ask you to do things unless I tell you why. So all the why is, is there. And you're going to learn how to exist now so you don't continue to lose weeks or months of your life waiting for this big moment when everything changes. Because the thing is, there is no big moment. You might get one big moment of epiphany or you might get one rock bottom. Usually we just get one. Sometimes you're lucky and get two. I got two big moments with my drinking. I got left at the airport and then I got the uh, ruining Christmas because I couldn't handle my emotions regarding my father's death. I got two. Way lucky. Most people don't get two. <laughs> you mostly just get one. Everything else feels like nothing is changing at all. Because transformation 
does not feel like this magical moment when all is right with the world. It feels like nothing's happening. But if you show up every day, things are happening. And I want you to know, full circle, this means truly you have arrived. You right now have arrived. Where you are is where you are supposed to be. And joining day one is a way for you to understand that fully and deeply and get some peace around it. Truly, this is, this is real. This is what we do. It's not about what you're doing, but it's about the inner world. And because the inner world creates the external world, if you have negative feelings about your experience, you're perpetuating that. And you are creating more negative for yourself. Like if you have feelings constantly that you're running out of money, you're going to run out of money. <laughs> like it's, it's real. Quantum physics backs me up. We'll learn all about it in the course. This is real. So... Our inner world is extremely important and that is the focus of uh, the day one experience which is going to be reopening. And I do hope that if you identify as a woman and you're ready for change that you will that you will join us. There is something else that I wanted to tell you. I think a lot of you might know I am studying Buddhism at the moment. I have just finished the first level of the Asian Classics Institute uh, course which is called the Buddhist Path. I plan to take all 18. So I'm really excited they're offered here in New York uh, through a studio that is um, really great. And uh, I've really enjoyed my experience. And something that really struck me, uh, a guy was speaking in um, our class this past Thursday night. His name is Lama Hector Marcel. And I have not met him because I unfortunately had to attend that night virtually because I was on a bus back to New York. Uh, but I listened to all of his uh, answers to questions that a lot of us had. And he said something that really emphasized emptiness, which is something that we've been studying, uh, karma and emptiness. And he said that you can teach, but you cannot make people hear this this message and I'm paraphrasing so if he hears this uh, feel free to correct me andy at getthefuckoff.com that's that's how you can get in touch with me um but basically what he was saying is that your mind and when I'm when I'm saying your mind I'm talking to you listeners that get the fuck off podcast your mind has to have something inside of it that is able to take these words that I'm saying which are all in all empty like my words are empty the meaning that my words have to me is, is the meaning it is for me. But the meanings my words have for you, that is completely dependent on you. So if you're hearing these words and you're feeling something inside of yourself, you're feeling something shift, move around, you're feeling like, oh, this, this woman's making sense. I'm feeling like this is for me. This is something that, that really strikes me. This is something that I know in my gut is the right thing. You have the magic inside of you and you belong with us. So dayoneexperience.org. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Daynumberoneexperience.org is how you can get on the list to receive day one email updates. I got totally like behind this time. I didn't even write a sales page. My The sales page is the emails you're going to receive. So dayoneexperience.org and uh, you'll get an email with links for how to sign up and uh, maybe I'll I'll put links. I'll also put links to sign up to register in the episode notes of this podcast. How does that sound? Does that sound good for you guys? You can just register with the links 
in the episode notes. And um, I look forward to having you with us. We're going to go April 1st to July 1st, 2023. And I look forward to meeting you wherever the, whatever the hell you're at. Like if you're in 101, we'll do 101. If you're in 401, we'll do 401. If you want to talk about how to lose five pounds, we can do it. If you want to talk about how everything is empty and you're ready to pluck your crappy karmic seeds out of the ground, we can do it. It's the world is your oyster. It doesn't matter. I'm all about it. Just get in touch with me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E at getthefuckoff.com if you have questions. Otherwise, all the links are below. And that's it. That's it. I hope that you guys have a great, great week ahead. It's been so nice to be back on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. And uh, I will be back next week with another episode. Until then, take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Honor where you're at, even if it's 101. And uh, stay beautiful. We'll talk soon. Bye.